Part two of the I Get Buckets trade deadline podcast. My name is Simon Harris, as always, and again, he did end up sticking around. Thank you, Dan, for being here. Only because you got cookies, man. Yeah, cookies. I know how to keep you, man. <laughs> um, so we spent, um, you know, close to an hour talking through all the madness and all the trades that were the deadline um, that, you know, just went past a couple of days ago. But I think the biggest story, and why we're back to talk more, is I think the biggest story was a non-trade that everyone was looking at. There's so many angles to go and go through. Um, the Anthony Davis um, thing is kind of hanging over the NBA and has tentacles all over. There's so many decisions, things are going to play into it. Um, it's hard to know even where to start, but I guess the biggest thing is um, he's not there. Where do the Lakers go from here? Have they shown their hand too much? Um, do you have any initial thoughts? And you didn't think he was going to get moved. I remember talking to you about it. Yeah, no. Nah, I, I, first of all, I didn't think he was going to get moved. I think the the oh, sorry the Pelicans would have been cutting their legs off a little bit if they were to not shock the whole market and narrow themselves into just the Lakers and all that sort of stuff. Um, I also think it would have been a bit of a weak move for the organization to have just caved to. Anthony Davis and Rich Paul's um, request straight away. Yeah, I think if we start at the the very kind of start of where this happened, the the Anthony Davis question mark has kind of been looming over the organization for the past six months. They had this year to kind of show we're making right kind of steps to be better, and then this is the place where you're going to be, and please stay. <laughs> um, and it got quite evident early that um, the Pelicans are really going to struggle to kind of do that, even though they've got some nice pieces. But um, Anthony Davis and Rich Paul, as you said, put a, a clock on that. They, yeah. they blew it up. They, they fast forward and said, you know, Anthony Davis isn't going to start the deadline. You should trade him now, um, preferably to the Lakers, really. <laughs> and yeah. Actually, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they were sort of going for in, um, I guess, saying – we want to go here. We want to go there. This is, this is like the plan yeah. of Anthony Davis. When it, at the end of the day, it comes down to what the Pelicans front office wanted to do. Yeah, the biggest thing is because he's contracted for another whole year. Yeah, like um, so they didn't have too much of a rush with him. And I think they say like you know, play agents have a couple of cards to play, and the first one saying you know he's probably not gonna, he's not going to sign with you, so here you need to get rid of him. And then the next one is like. And he only got to sign an extension to these teams, which kind of weeds other teams out of um, trade negotiations sometimes if they're scared of taking him. And everyone at the start was like, this is a power move. I like it. Like from, from Rich Paul, how much um, I kind of weight he has to say, you know, this is what you're going to have to do. And then the, te- the, the deadline goes past. And I was like, oh no, like this doesn't look good on Rich Paul or Clutch Sports or even LeBron or Anthony Davis right now, yeah. um, it's it's got to this situation now where Anthony Davis is going to be there for the next you know six months. Um, 
what is he going to do? How is he going to play? Um, obviously, he played yesterday. Did you watch any of the games? So I haven't had a chance to watch it. I know how he performed. Yeah, <laughs> so a few boos. Um, not playing in the last quarter. It's yeah. just it's just super weird, um, and a tough situation for him going into July. But so from the Pelicans' point of view, we all it's it's weird because we kind of every trade offer seems to be leaked, and there's a whole other conversation to say whether the Pelicans <laughs> were just kind of fucking with the Lakers a little bit. Um, but the the main thing to say, so we think that a trade package of probably two first rounders, maybe even three on the table, Ingram, Ball, Kuzma, and Zubak is not good enough. That's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I understand going, oh, we want to wait and all that sort of stuff, but that is that's a pretty damn good offer. And to say not. Nah, Straight up, no. Yeah. Yeah, it was unreal. Uh, like, what what blew me away the most, I guess, is the fact that Davis comes out. He says he wants to go to the Lakers. Lakers say, yep, we're up for talking and all that sort of stuff. Uh, there was reports coming out that Dempsey wasn't answering his phone, that he wasn't... Yeah, uh, yeah he, that he wasn't even talking or, like, engaging in conversations and all that sort of stuff. And when he finally does, nut, we need more picks, nut, we need yeah. more players, whatever it might be. We're not doing it unless this is involved, that's involved. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think the Lakers well Magic Johnson felt like they even got like a, a realistic count offer. Yeah. The one was like, no, we want, you know, upwards of seven picks, most of them first rounders, plus <laughs> yeah. all of these players. And the Lakers felt like they were bidding against themselves. And I think They've kind of put themselves in that corner with, you know, the LeBron um, time clock. They want to be good now, given he's, you know, 35, 36. And did you hear also as well about the rumour that um, Pelicans were just sort of seeing how far the Lakers would go just so they could sort of destabilise the team a little bit? Did you hear anything about Uh, that? I heard heard a lot of that stuff. Yeah, and, and the fact that, you know... A picture came out just recently of LeBron at one end of the bench, yeah. three empty bench seats, and then basically the rest of the team. Yeah, well, they got pounded by 42 points against the Pacers, and that was like the day off deadline, basically. Yeah, yeah. And they had the strong buzzer beater Rondo one that I think was very important for the team. But um, I just find it like, how are the players going to respond to this when you know that um, basically you're all on the table, um, and then you might be on the table again, in a few months. Yeah. Because um, I think the Pelicans know that this offer's still there. Yeah. Like, it'd be, it'd be silly to think that despite the breakdown in negotiations and Lakers, I guess, not really being too happy with how Pelicans have handled this, that they wouldn't still do the same deal in um, July 1st or whenever they can do the deal. Mm. Um, and we always look at the, the team perspective. Has the team gotten better and everything like that? We've, sometimes forget that these are real people with real relationships and like real yeah. working relationships and everything like that, that they, they have to continue. And yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's disheartening to see such a like literal divide between LeBron and the rest of the team. And um, I, I guess it's caused by these sorts of situations. Yeah. I can't imagine how this could have gone worse for the Lakers right now. Um, not only 
do you not get Anthony Davis, but they have to kind of pull these young players in and say, you know, okay, we need to focus on this year now. Like, we can't help anything. And I think it's a real um, pressure on Luke Walton to kind of come back because um, is it? I don't know the, the motivation for Ingram to kind of, you know, get his head back and, and play um, with the, the distractions of everything. They kind of know that um, then not really wanting to be part of the future. But yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, it's really hard one. It was played out so openly um, for the Lakers. And I think, I mean, they have to, Pelicans would have to be say, I want either the number one pick or, or Jason Tate. And these are options that they must have to think are potential chips um, in a few months. So, because why, why the, the offer is good. And I know that the Pelicans want to build get a blue chip young player that's going to be a potential all-star to build around. And I guess their feeling is Ingram and Ball and Kuzma are, are not those guys. Yeah, whereas Tatum potentially is. Yeah, and those um, first-round picks that they give to Davis may not be good, mm. I guess. That's the thing. I just can't see Danny Ainge coming out and giving similar... Yeah. Like, even close to similar value. Yeah, I mean... He I, might offer Tatum, but he's not getting... Much of the other thing. Yeah, I heard yeah. some of the, the, the rumors. I mean, it's very, very like that. Um, there was you know, half a talk with Danny H, like, you know, Jason Tatum, potentially a mix of um, Al Horford or someone else, and three first round picks might be available, but I, I don't think you can trust that that's 100% going to yeah. be there. Um, I think the Celtics would be very, very interested in bringing AD in, and I know that AD said, oh, well, he hasn't said personally, I think it's come out from his dad and a few others that obviously the Celtics isn't one of the teams on his list that he'd prefer to because be there every time. Yeah, and I guess it's another conversation to say that, you know, if he signs just names on the sheet and we aren't playing fantasy basketball, like they're people and like decisions have real impact on the organization. Because I guess the other flip side is Jason Tatum. Like now that the deadline's passed and everyone's like, he's the cornerstone that potentially could be moved for Anthony Davis. Like, where's his hat, head at with the organization for a really important playoff run for the Boston Celtics? Mm. Um, it's just interesting for me um, to see kind of how this all, all wraps up. Um, I think if he does go to the Celtics, he he wants to be a part of winning. That's what Anthony Davis, he that's why he's all come out and this is all yeah, started. Yeah. He wants to be a part of winning. It'd be hard for him to turn down a potential, you know, if Kyrie stays. Although to the flip <laughs> side of that. Yeah, okay, hear it. <laughs> one of the potential places that he said that he would uh, sign on for for an extended time is the Knicks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, we were just talking about the direction of the Knicks, the fact that, you know, Corzingis was worried about their direction and all that sort of stuff. Now... What what happens there? Do they have to sign uh, the like Zion Williamson, get two max contract guys, and then possibly um, Davis will think about it? Like I don't know what. Why would he have come out and said that and not yeah. have Boston as someone like a destination that he'd like to go? So, yeah, I know that's an interesting one. I think it, it makes the list because the Knicks for whatever kind of reason, and Anthony Davis will know better than us what the, the reason, because all the tampering <laughs> is right across, all the guys talk, so maybe there's a potential that he thinks, you know, they can buddy up, and also, if Knicks do land a pick, they have a, 
a blue chip piece that um, and the Pelicans want. So I think when you kind of break it down, there's only a few teams that can realistically put together packages that the Pelicans would be happy with, and the Knicks could be one of those who get number one pick. Um, because if I don't know what other team, a more small market team, let's say Phoenix, get the number one pick, or um, what Grizzlies bottom out, even uh, Chicago, who said Chicago or there. Hawks, maybe. Zion Williamson's more important to them than Anthony Davis, but for the Knicks, I think Anthony Davis might be more important for them. Mm. Um, so I think that's why it's there. But I just I'm worried that um, this is a lose lose situation. I thought the, the Lakers put themselves in this position um, when they signed LeBron. The clock started ticking. They need like we need a win in the next couple of years and maximize our LeBron years. Um, you've got these young assets that you potentially could you know, turn into someone and the opportunity came up and because of the way it was kind of handled and because of the Pelicans, um, you know, no need to rush into it, they've got themselves in this situation now where not only have they kind of devalued some of their, their own assets, but um, Anthony Davis is not going to be part of the team and they're going to go into a, a playoff run that potentially might go down as a, a missed, missed year for LeBron. Um, I mean, he's not used to not being in the NBA Finals and based on some... It'd be weird yeah. seeing a series without him in it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they, like, Magic, and Doug Demps would have known this, like, they needed to get this deal done. There was there was real pressure, and that's why I thought it was going to happen. Like, I thought at the last minute, the Lakers going to say, fuck it, five first rounders, all these players, um, and it would get through, but I'm not sure if the Pelicans would ever going to say yes to a deal um, because maybe they're, they're looking at something else and um, yeah I just there was so much pressure for them to kind of have this godfather offer and it just wasn't enough it seems or they weren't willing to, to throw that extra two first rounders because they were essentially being against themselves and it was just such a it was just too much um but I'm, I'm glad they pulled the pin and said, no, nah, this is yeah. enough's enough, you know what I mean? And uh, and I think it's more so because of the fact that it's because of the younger guys that were involved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it's a risk for the Pelicans now. They have to deal with the whole 80 thing for the rest of the year. And I know they might not care too much. Oh, we have a you know amazing player that is my team good. <laughs> but there's, there's a little bit of, um, I guess, backlash with that. Well, they were going to sit in for the rest of the season yeah. originally. They've got no... The NBA has come yeah. out and said that we're going to fine you $100,000 a game yeah. if you don't play him. And you have to play him at least 25 minutes a night. So what do they do on their first... <laughs> 25 <night>? minutes. <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> it, it, it would have been a horrible look. But when you look at it from the Pelicans' point of view, um, there's no reason to play him. They don't want to get injured. They want to get a pick. But then it's the flow-on effect on Drew Holiday and all these guys on, on them being valued and... It's just, I reckon it hurts the public in the short term, but you have to be worried that in June, if you don't get a return that's better than what was offered, um, it's going to look bad because my thoughts is, you know, if they took that offer, um, it was, the you're never going to know what the, the, the opposite was. You're never really going to know what they turned down in June because we never got to that point. Whereas now, whatever they get from him, they can directly compare it, like compare it to yeah. what was offered, and I think it's worrying for Del Demps because he's already on the chopping block. He's been mismanaged that team since 
you know, Anthony Davis was was the number one pick, and there's real pressure for for them to turn this into something moving forward. And if Brandon Ingram becomes, you know, a very very good NBA player, which he still can, he, he's shown a lot of upside. I think um, it may be worrying, but you know, if Jason Tatum's there in six months, I think they'll be fine with that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to tell at this stage of the year and everything like that. And like you said earlier, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> we we'll see what happens. Um, but I agree. I, I don't think Lakers are going to in the same. If, if then sorry, if um Demps isn't happy with what comes out of Boston or New York or whatever it wherever it comes out of, yeah. Um, I don't think Lakers are going to still give them as many options as they did. Yeah, before the deadline, maybe potentially, and I mean, if Lonzo Ball's value is probably as low as it, it's been, I guess since he was drafted, maybe he can come back and play really good basketball towards the end of the year. Um, yeah, maybe maybe it's harder to get. I mean, I think they're still going to be on <laughs> the trade, but I mean, Lonzo kind of you know his dad wants him to go to what Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Phoenix is the destination. Um, play with Booker. I don't know. It's 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 really weird. I guess short term now because it's off the table. Lakers need to refocus for this year. I mean, they're a playoff team just because of LeBron. Yeah, but yeah. How, how far do you reckon are they? If they had Anthony Davis, we were talking finals. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Potentially. I mean, that's, it's it's hard to see them see anyone beat the Warriors still. Yeah. I, it's, it's always going to be the Warriors yeah. as the biggest, but I mean, if you had LeBron and AD on the same team, um, that's you're going to have to back yourself in as being no, a chance. Who no. knows? Jesus, I'm getting wet thinking about it. <laughs> no, I was, I was half. I just wanted to see that um, as a basketball fan, and I know as it, it's hard. You have the same kind of envy with Lakers and Knicks because they just seem to be you know, mismanaging their teams, but then walk into these opportunities just to who they are. And they just, oh, don't worry what happened. We've signed LeBron and now we're going to get AD. Like, oh, jeez. How but. do you feel as a Nets supporter? Though? You know, <laughs> you're on the other side of the bridge from New York and you're not hearing the Nets really, I guess, get involved in these conversations. I mean, they're doing great things. I'm loving the direction that your team's going and everything like that. But at the end of the day, I'm, not, I'm happy that we've just started to kind of get some conversation of like, they're like, oh, Knicks or maybe the Nets. They're, they're, <laughs> just, they're actually winning some games now. So, But I mean, when you were trying to look at Anthony Davis trades, they looked at, you know, someone just talking the Nets. But uh, it's just hard to make um, enough sense to trade away all these young players that you've built up for a chance of, of someone who may not sign, so and I guess um, I guess that sort of feeds into the Pelicans as well. When we're talking about, I guess, smaller market teams and everything, yeah. even Pop uh, came out and said, "Don't cave to the Lakers." Yeah, you know what I mean. But I mean, Pop has an invested interest in not getting <laughs> AD to Lakers. But I mean, he's right. It's just it's hard. Um, I think there's enough rules in place for for teams to to keep guys, um, but it's just frustrating when you know these players they they're only going to certain teams it feels like and until we really see a star kind of be like no i'm gonna go to denver yeah um or i'm yeah. going to go to um you Raptors, know, Raptors, yeah thank you <laughs> or even the bucks yeah let's say 
and burn, you know, the hundred million or two, you know, whatever Knicks are going to offer you. Because, I mean, the Knicks have been poorly run for 20 years. Like, it's just um, hard. But it's, yeah, it's going to be <laughs> super interesting mm. uh, about the AD stuff because we're not going to stop talking about it now. Like, no. it's just going to be a big thing. There's all the stuff about Kyrie Irving now. Like, um, is he going to stay? If he stays, does that mean um, AD is a lot more willing to, to go to Boston and re-sign? He doesn't really have control. He's a contracted player. Um it was a, a power move that backfired. I don't know how Anthony Davis is feeling with Rich Paul right now. It backfired for everybody, didn't it? it it's yeah. So, like, it, like you were saying, it's lose, 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 lose for AD, lose for um, the Pelicans, and it'll lose for um, Lakers. I think Lakers are the biggest losers out of it yeah. all because of what we're saying, the divide and everything like that. Yeah. I think the, the big winners were the other teams in the West. Like they they come and Boston obviously yeah um they would have been really invested in a trade not happening <laughs> um and we got to the point yeah and the Pelicans still can come out of this okay depending on their package but it's a gamble it's a big risk um yeah yeah that? and like <clears throat> excuse me gamble because of the fact that we've got this comparison point now. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting kind of one. Yeah, because that's what that's what we're gonna see. If you got all right, so it's Jason Tatum and three first round picks and Terry Rozier or Mark Marcus Smart. I think the one was in the deal. Mm-hmm. Is that better than Lonzo Ball, Zubac, um, Kuzma, Ingram, and yeah. four fucking picks or whatever it was? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. It all depends on Jason Tatum, really. But um, he's such a good player. I think if if Boston um, blow out in final somehow um, you know early five game defeat in the second round like what's Kyrie's head at like um, is it if Kyrie's not signing is it worthwhile than kind of just doubling down and investing in their, their youth I think some of the picks that they've got I think it's a Memphis one and another Philly unprotected the one where they, they did the marker full swap and not as valuable as they were given 76 of success and I think that's protected Memphis one they obviously Memphis are tanking as shit yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's going. I hope the Nets are better than the Celtics after everything. If that happens, <laughs> they just kind of swing and miss, and Kyrie leaves. <laughs> uh, I'll give credit where credit's due. They, they've been doing pretty bloody well. It's been it's been awesome to watch them. It's been awesome to see. Uh, I guess even the fact that Karis Avert's back. Yeah, it was nice um, to see him back yesterday. Yeah, because when that injury took place, I was. Cringing all over, just and I just felt bad for the bloke, in, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I won't go down that path. Yeah. <laughs> the Nets are looking great. Yeah, we, <laughs> we'll hopefully make playoffs and see what they can do. But yeah, um, that's why I wanted to make sure we had the time to talk Anthony Davis because uh, it's going to be the biggest kind of storyline um, off the court for the next um, six months. Oh yeah, until we land it. And also, I do the thing where. <laughs> um, I have a trade jersey deadline to see how many of my jerseys go out of date. And I've got like the three Anthony Davis ones that are all Pelicans. <laughs> At least I need to wear it as much as possible the next four months. <laughs> um, the Mardi Gras City jersey I just got in the mail. It's fucking sweet. But I couldn't find Holiday. I can only find Davis. I'm like, all right, we'll get the Davis one, even though I know yeah. he's not going to be there. <laughs> what, what happens with Holiday as well? Because 
he came out and said a statement that AD was 90% of the reason yeah. he signed at the Pelicans. Yeah, well, Drew Holiday's an amazing player. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know where the Pelicans' heads are at with, if they want to get... I guess they look at to see what package they get uh, for AD and their future and whether Drew Holiday's a, another piece that they move. I mean, there's a big question mark on Julius Randle because he, he signed that kind of short-term deal. Um, yeah. That's, I was surprised he even get moved to the deadline, actually. Yeah. I think, because everyone said with AD, his value, like, this is why we're talking about how many people are getting offered for him because he's such a, you know, top five, you know, player in the league, maybe potentially a Hall I mean, he would be a Hall of Famer, but he hasn't won. And their, their team is kind of shallow, but he's got good pieces around him. And it was an interesting, people compared Damian Lillard to Anthony Davis. And say Anthony Davis is, you know, this transcendent, amazing player. But Damian Lewis has done more with a similar kind of support cast. Like, yeah, yeah. AD hasn't really proven that he's... I mean, I know the Pelicans obviously beat Portland last season in the playoffs, but um, he, he hasn't done a lot of winning. And, like, um, has that affected... Obviously, it hasn't affected his value, but what what's he, what's he going to be worth to a 20 team moving forward? And what do the Pelicans do? I don't know. It's just interesting. There's a hell of a lot of question marks. <laughs> I, want, of question I wanted the Pelicans to get their shit together this year and be good, but um, it just hasn't really happened. Yeah, because it seemed like the pieces were sort of falling into place a little bit at, at the outset. I was like, yeah. this guy's actually looking pretty good. Each one more was playing well. Yeah. <laughs> Meritage. Yeah. Randall was... I mean, and obviously Drew and AD. Like, you, yeah. yeah, it's tough. <laughs> they had to win, and the West is such a gauntlet that they got like what four or five games under five hundred, and then it was almost it. Like yeah. it was so hard. So, other than trades, it's done. Now yeah. the dust is going to settle. We have a mini break with the All Star, and then we're going to get down to business. Um, but the All Star is fun. We watch it every year. Uh, we talk about it a little bit. We used to have like the I get buckets drinking game for like the skills challenges <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, are you you're going to watch it? Yeah, I'm definitely going to be watching yeah. it, yeah. Um, it's been, last year was a bit of a fizz with a dunk contest, but um, this year I we have... I feel like a, a, there's been a steady decline in the dunk contest over Yeah, we had the Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon years, which were amazing, yeah, but yeah. almost that was like the exception after a few, yeah. and then last year's was a bit of, again. Yeah, <laughs> I think the format of it is weird, I need more dunkers and more rounds, I'm... A way to speed it up. I don't know. I remember T. Ross was playing for the Raptors a few years back and um, won the dunk contest, and there was a whole controversy over it and stuff. Yeah, it's like was it was it really you know worthy? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, but I like, mate. Any time I get to see guys doing three sixty dunk dunks and yeah. elbows and rings and everything like that, I'm I'm all for it. It's almost you watch it with the. The potential of what could happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't want to miss it. Yeah. So, this year we have uh, Dennis Smith Jr., Miles Bridges, Hamadou Diallo, and John Collins. Um, have you got a, a pick of the bunch, you reckon? Oh, I can't wait to see what Smith Jr. comes out with. Yeah? Yeah. I think um, I think the favourite has to be Miles Bridges, just based on what we've seen. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think the dark horse for me is John Collins. I want to see if he can do anything athletic or what What has he got other than just like these thunderous kind of put-back dunks. Yeah. But I think your DSJ, he, 
he, he can throw it down. I want to <laughs> oh, see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I love watching him. Um, and like we were saying in part, like I was saying in part one, the um, athleticism of that bloke is just unreal. Yeah. So, yeah, just, and I, I love, like, for example, the time when Nate Robinson was in the dunk contest. Do you remember? Yeah, that? he had like a three in a row, so yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> just seeing some little uh, shot, like a shorter bloke. Absolutely explode to the ring. Is it? I'm all for it for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be fun. I mean, I think the three point contest is still the most like natural kind of like all star um, thing. I know they added the money ball rack, which kind of changed some of the scores and stuff. But that's always my favorite to watch. I think um, I was sad that our boy Joe Ingles didn't make it. Uh, I think yeah, post on the page. I couldn't believe it, but um, we've got the Curry brothers. Devin Booker coming back to defend. Joe Harris has been shooting the lights out. Buddy Hill's fun. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, Buddy Hill's my favourite. Yeah? Yeah. So he's your pick? He's my pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. I kind of like that. I think... Um, I think Middleton might be a, a real kind of smoky. And I'd love for... Um, Kemba can shoot quick and he'll get through his rack, but he's a bit streaky. He'll have to really knock the lights out. Um, Danny Green... <laughs> it's a hard one they're, they're uh, and Dirk actually I forgot Dirk was actually <laughs> yeah. going to be in it like is he even going to get through one rack before the time's up <laughs> I think he was on a podcast and I heard him speak and he's like they should have a rule for, for people his age that they get an extra 10 to 20 seconds <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think um, yeah but he, he looks, uh, like he's had a huge jump in his um, efficiency over this year yeah and He's like I think he's had a couple five, six, seven, three point games at yeah. least. So, like and it'd be so it'd be really good to see what he's got uh, from his set shots, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Buddy Hill's a really good pick and I think Joe Harris probably shoots it a bit too slow as well. But Devin Booker back to back I think is a, a real my probably my pick actually. Yeah. Yeah. School. I, I'm I, I'm annoyed that they got rid of that you know that sh- high shooting star event that they had. That was really fun. I don't know why they do it anymore, but the the skills challenge. It got really itchy, didn't it? Yeah. Doncic, Jokic, Vucevic. <laughs> <laughs> These all for the skills challenge guys. <laughs> I want to see Darren Fox. He's blown. He'd be really, I guess the biggest thing with the skills challenge is just making a shot. If you can make that three point shot, um, that's what you need to do yeah. basically. So. Whoever gets that, um, Trey Young will be fine. It's yeah, he's, he's been good to watch over the course yeah. of this season. So um, seeing him go through the course will be well, uh, wicked as well. The skills yeah. challenge, yeah. Uh, the the All Star Saturday was what they call like the events. That's more fun than the game. Yeah, I don't really care for the game too much. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm bored for three quarters, and then they start, you know, yeah. actually going for it in the last quarter, and it's it's a little bit better to watch, but. So, yeah, it's all about All-Star Saturday. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think it's good. Uh, it's, it's nice for the players to kind of have a break um, and kind of reset um, going in to the last 30 games. Um, it'd be good for some teams to kind of get a little bit healthy. Kevin Love's back. Obviously, there's a lot of people that I think it'd be good timing after the break. Gary Harris. Yeah. Get healthy, please, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Nuggets. Uh, I, I want to see him do well. 
Yeah. All right. So I think. Do they still have the best record in the West? I think Probably not. Not anymore. No. I think Golden State have kind of come back to the yeah. the top. But ooh, well, look. Um, yeah. But I've been so impressed by the Nuggets. The amount of depth on that team is just unbelievable. They've they've always if someone goes down, they've got someone to step up. Like Jamal Murray went recently went down, and once Morris stepped in. Um, yeah, Harris went down and Malik Beasley stepped up. Yeah. Oh, their depth's been great. They've lost three in a row now, so they're 37 and 18 and they're second in the West. Um, so I think it'd be hard for them to chase Gold State down because they're just so good. But I mean, if they'll finish, hopefully, you know, top four, unless things go real sour and have a home court advantage for Maybe round. even top three. Yeah. Mm. Be fun. So I guess after trade. Deadline is settled. We'll come back from All-Star break. Do you think the top eight in either of the um, conferences are going to change too much? And what, what's kind of your like big kind of picks to kind of do or make noise in the playoffs, you reckon? Okay, so uh, my favorite for the East, I have to say, is Toronto. Um, yep. But if I'm, if I'm being real, Milwaukee are a serious, serious threat. My dark horse is Indiana. Yeah, they've been getting it done, and they've been getting it done quietly, even with all the depot out. Um, yeah, well, they've won five in a row. Yeah, they're, they're doing really well. Um, what about you for the East? Um, I, it's hard for me to, to go past Milwaukee at the moment, as you kind of said. They're just playing so well in their system with Mike Budenholzer, and um, and then they've added Miritich. Yeah, they've added Miritich. I think. Um, I, I want to talk myself into Philly, but without me seeing them in play, play playoffs, I'm, I'm just, I'm still a bit standoffish about what they can do. But they, just the starting five, just like, it's tasty. Yeah. But that, I guess what puts me off saying, yeah, they'll do really well is their youth and I guess um, the lack of time that they've spent in playoffs together as a team. Even yeah. like with Toby, the addition of Toby Harris. Uh, and the time that he's had to gel with the rest of the team, I don't know. How. Yeah, is thirty games enough? You reckon? I think uh, it's probably enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing is, like, the Boston and Philly stand out as the two teams for me, but there's there's just something off about them. Like, usually you kind of back play of experience and star power when you come into playoffs, but there's just there's something a little bit wrong in Boston, and there's just something a little bit off in Philly. Um, that like when I look at the way Milwaukee's playing, that they're still they're still the one to beat for me. But I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at all if um, either any of the top. I think Pacers, even though they've they've listed off five, still it's going to be tough for them without Oladipo. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're they're getting a nice first round seat. going to be very important for them. Because um, I mean, if they slip down, it's they'll probably get you know what Philly in the first round maybe. And that's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. What about the West? You interested? Oh. This is going to be fun. So right now in the, the eight, Golden State, Denver, OKC, Paul and Houston, Utah, San Antonio, and the Clips are holding on to that last spot. That'll change soon, I reckon. Yeah. So we who comes in and out? We've already said we reckon the Lakers just because of LeBron are a playoff team, yeah? Yeah. So who doesn't make it? But I sort of want Sacramento to make it over the Lakers. Like yeah, I, me too. Yeah, it's it's hard to choose, but I like 
you got to put your money on LeBron. Yeah. Don't you? So yeah. We, we both think the Clippers probably drop out. Yeah, and I mean the Spurs are looking somewhat comfortable, but I wouldn't be surprised if they dropped out as well. Yeah, they're the other one that's stood out for me. I mean, they lost four, but they just two weeks ago they were like one of the hottest teams in the NBA. Um, I think the Lakers come in and Clippers go out. And I really want to see the Kings make it, but I just can't. It's hard for me to to, to not bet on San Antonio. Oh, yeah, and, and also Sacramento will be our first round, but if they do make it as well, yeah. that would be my prediction. So I think it, and for Utah, I've got their, their season back on track, but sometimes I watch them and I'm like, I'm just really I'm worried about some, some, some of the times the way they play. Um, they just seem to lie over against good teams sometimes. Um, They've got a pretty decent schedule from here on out, though. Yeah, from my understanding, it's not too bad. So they should be they should be set to solidify themselves. But I don't know how they'll go once playoffs start. Yeah. yeah, is there any team that's going to give Golden State a shake? I mean, I've, I've talked myself into in the last month that Golden State aren't invincible. That it's going to be good basketball. We we said how good they are, and they came, you know, so close to losing to Houston last year. We're we going to see something similar. Someone give him a real shake. If anyone's going to do it, in my eyes, it's Denver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say that they've got enough depth, and they know their role to the extent that they could really give them a red hot go. Yeah. Um, like OKC and I guess Rockets and have the star power there. They've, yeah. they've got you know the all star names and the the guys who really make a difference, the movies and shakers, I should say. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm a little bit biased because, it, as well, Denver, was, I don't, you know, yeah. Denver's my second favourite team yeah. too. They're a good, they're a nice yeah. watch team, yeah. Yeah, they're just, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I think the, the ones you said, OKC and Houston are the ones that stand out for me. Yeah. A little bit for the, the staff power. OKC's defence has been so good. Poor George is an MVP Um talent right now like the way he's playing he's their best player um, and we all know Russell Westbrook can kind of put his his you know fingerprints on a playoff series quite easily yeah um, and then if Houston Capella will come back if Harden can kind of keep this going um, but I'd really like to see Denver do well I just I'm just a little bit worried how it stacks up to some yeah, of the yeah that's, that's the problem is you go yeah. you go I want to see them do well but do I see it? I don't think so. I think they have obviously yeah. a real good home court advantage playing, you know, in Denver with the altitude and stuff like that. But I think other teams, I mean, it's they'll be fine. Okay, see, yeah, I, I, I want to see them if they beat Durant in the playoff series. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, okay, so we kind of going off all the list of stuff we had to talk about. Um, is there anything else you kind of want to chat ball before I let you go? Um, Do you want to talk fantasy? I could always talk fantasy, <laughs> mate. I mean, it, yeah. You're sitting pretty on the top of the ladder in our, in our league. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I've got to beat one more team in order to solidify the um, bye week, right, which yeah. I think might happen this week. But I only have two acquisitions left. Yeah. So, Guys, if you can send any requests, in, uh, sorry, not requests, suggestions into Simon <laughs> about how I can beat um, the rest of my league, that'd be fan 
fantastic. I'm happy to post my team to any social media site that Simon has yeah. <laughs> uh, put on. Even like, I might even jump on the face, the I get buckets Facebook page and just see what you can. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> well, I think um, just looking at we always look at like the top added players in ESPN. Um, if you're getting to the um, the end for playoffs soon. Karis Levert's obviously back now. He might be a potential flyer. It's going to take him a few few weeks, but the fact that he has the week off um, for um, All-Star break really helps. Um, Jahil Okafor it was so good with Anthony Davis out, but now that um, he's the most added player in ESPN leagues, now that um, Davis is back, even on a restriction... Um, oh, his ankle as well. Yeah. He's just on his ankle. I'd be a little bit worried about him. Rajan Rondo is worth a flyer. Kenneth Reed's value has been so high, but with Capella due back, I traded high on him when I had the chance. Um, we'll see he how... He did that. well on that, by yeah. the way. <laughs> I mean, he's been so good. But I think now's the time. Players that I've got watches on, uh, Jonathan Isaac, Josh Jackson, um, is interesting in his minutes going forward. Um, Shay Gilgis-Alexander has been added and dropped in a lot of leagues. So he might be worth a flyer, especially if the Clippers are, you know, the Minnesota looking at the future as yeah. well a little bit. So yeah, I think the last two or three kind of, or if you continue with your team just before um, playoff starts, um, is very important. Have a look at who's available in your league, and um, minutes are the biggest thing. There's so many teams that they'll, they'll give opportunities to some guys if um, their playoff aspirations have killed. So Dennis Smith Jr. Um, obviously with the opportunities in Knicks, I think he's a real... I think a lot of those guys would have already been added in the yeah. leagues, wouldn't they? Um, yeah, well... Um, any any sleepers you think out there that I can add to my team? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, um, one of the guys that I've sort of kept my eyes on a little bit um, is um, McCall Bridges from yeah. the Suns. Yeah. he's He's had some really good... Um, I guess periphery stats all season. He's um, and now he's starting to get his scoring together. Yeah. So it's it'll be interesting to see what he does for the rest of the season. Yeah. Well, he's averaging the thirty-seven minutes in the last um, seven days. Problem is, Booker's been out. Yeah, and I mean they've got Kelly Oubre Jr. and Josh Jackson and yeah. TJ Warren. They've got like these wings. I know TJ Warren was out. I know um, a lot of the players already picked up, but Dennis Schroeder has been. Dropped and re-added in our league. Sadoransky with Walls minutes has been has been there. Good pick by Nicole and Paddywhack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, we always kind of pop some stuff on the side about I get buckets for fantasy. So um, tune in and we'll send you um, our thoughts. Um, I think that's really it for now, man. Got anything yeah. else? You're cool. No, I think cool. we're pretty good, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me. No, always a pleasure. Um, Thank you for coming down. Um, we'll have to get you back very, very soon when it gets to the business end of the season. I'll um, come if you've got cookies. Yeah, cookies. Let's be on the hook, I get Chuck Chip or bust. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 40%. Put her on the request. <laughs> Too easy. I'm your pimp. I'll get you here with the cookies. Oh, I need my fix. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks again. Um, As always, make sure you subscribe and we'll hit you up next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers. Thanks, Dan.